We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. can't do it today good morning grinders welcome to the dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper aka blenderette blender hd if you want to follow me on twitter and it's friday october 28th and we'll be talking shortly about uh mma it's fighting friday it's gonna be a short show i got i got a sore throat i got a cough that's why i couldn't do the good morning so uh so just go over a quick overview of uh, the the eleven fight card for tomorrow's MMA UFC slate, it's not a very good card. But uh, as far as the slate is concerned, I think every fighter's in play. So, so Lindsay's aren't like you know, oh, I'm gonna x this guy out. This guy has pretty much no shot, uh, and this guy's probably gonna score seven million points no matter what. So it could be an interesting card that way. But uh, give me those thumbs ups here in the morning. Help me out with with my, my cough and sore throat and cold. I took some Dayquil. Uh, hopefully get through the show without a coughing fit, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Good morning, Guatazuki Singh, Matt Mears, Kickstart, Doug Montgomery. Morning. Can you please, can you please briefly explain the difference between mean and median projections again? My, this is what I would do. When you ever you have a question, okay, that isn't related to me. Right, that's something like, oh, well, what, what do I do? I got a site for you, okay? Be playing very, very careful attention. I got a site for you that you could figure out. You could pretty much type in your question to get the answer to anything you want, anything you've ever ever wanted. The site is Google.com, so you could type in difference between mean and median projections, and you could feel free to. What's the difference? Okay, here's look. Here's really some. What's the difference between average and median figures? Right? You take a look here. You could go there. What's the mean versus median? When to use which measure? Here's all stats. Tons of stuff on the stats stack exchange. 
Like it's it's kind of weird how like the internet works where you could you could type in a question and you could look through and you could find tons of answers and tons of explanations. It's just kind of weird how that works. They probably don't have to wait until a guy with a sore throat and a cough is on video for you to ask the question that you could pretty much look up 24-7 without. Okay, so let's go to the ML, MMA slate. Okay. Uh, 11 fights, which means for large field GPPs, I mean, even small ones, getting unique is going to be a little bit tough. It's a little bit tougher, right? You only got 22 fights. As of now, who knows? Maybe something gets canceled. Who knows? We got 22 fights, and the main event is the $8,200, $8,000 fight. Now, I don't think it's that great of a main event, right? Most likely going to be on its feet. Like Arnold Allen is not is not a volume striker. Cater is. Arnold Allen could wrestle a little, maybe, but he's not really a wrestler. But at the eighty two hundred eight thousand dollar range, it's like, what? Who else are you playing? I mean, it's a five round fight. You got a lot of other fights that probably aren't going to score that well anyway, right? You got Griffin versus Means. Barring a knockout, that ain't going to score well, right? Delima versus Orlovsky. I mean, that goes past the first round. I mean, pretty much that doesn't score well. Save for Cortez, Acosta, and Vandera. It's a heavy, these heavyweight fights. Either you're going to, you're probably not going to see much wrestling. So it's really a first round knockout or you get 80 points, maybe 70 points. But then we got guys like Park and Hooper and Rodriguez. I mean, but you can't plug them all together up here in the 9,000s. But, like, they're not, like, ridiculous favorites. Like, we see here, like, Chris Rodriguez is minus 370 favorite, which is substantial. Plus 100 inside the distance. But Joshua Weems is still, you know, plus 425 inside the distance. And he's more of a, like, maybe a submission threat. So he, he, get, he get a finish out of nowhere. Probably doesn't score well. Uh, Packs like the first round, you know, early ra- early first round submission or something, but he's only 6,800. But if Joshua Weems beat Christian Rodriguez, I would I would be like shocked. He's a, he's a three and a half to one, four to one underdog. Okay. All right, then we have Cor- Cor- Cortez Acosta, who's a, a off the contender series. His first UFC fight against Jared, it's against uh, Jared Vandera, who's like the dumbest fighter, right? He probably stands up when he should be sitting down. He should be he's wrestling when he shouldn't be wrestling. It's like, but still, I don't, Cartes Acosta is, isn't a great fighter either. He's minus 115 inside the distance. But like past the first round, do, do these guys get, get there? 100 points. Probably not. That's why, like, the, the guys on the slate that I'm looking at the most are, like, Chase Hooper, right? When he wins, he scores very well, right? He's always on the ground, transitioning, ground and pound to a choke, whatever. It's going to be a more and more grappling on the ground. I could probably say the same thing, like, Phil Hawes. Phil Hawes is fighting, uh, you know, Roman Delize. And whenever Phil Hawes wins, typically he scores well. Or where he gets killed, or he gets knocked out. Right. I mean, it's one of those types of guys. And then we got like the guys like Jacoby versus Roundtree. There could be a there could be a KO there. But this is just a stand-up fight. 
So, like, in a decision, this doesn't score well, right? Durden Moda. I like Durden's wrestling. Moda's a newcomer. But the fact that a newcomer is favored over, over a guy that's had plenty of fights should say a lot about Cody Durden's talent. Tracer Gore, I had the last slate, and he just stands there and does nothing. He has power. He can knock you out, yes. Josh Fremd could get knocked out from Treshawn Gore, but like outside of, how does Gore score well in a decision? He doesn't. He, he throws like 17 strikes. So we take a look at a lot of these fights. It's like, this may be a very low scoring slate. You may not need that many points. I mean, there may only be two, two fighters that even score 100, no matter what their price is. I think it's more likely to happen in the 9K range. But is this the type of slate to fade, fade the main event? You could. I guess you can. But five rounds of not much happening is better than three rounds of not much happening. And there's a lot of fights that are three rounds of not much happening. So at the price point, it makes the main event a little, a little bit more enticing. So looking around in combinations, it seems like it's going to be very hard. It's, to me, it's... it's I don't know. It's going to be very two things that I see here that I've. It's hard to judge. One is these underdogs, like basically. I mean, I know like Cater, Alan Cater. The main event is going to be owned, but as far as like, is there going to be any underdog that is going to just like pop off? Not pop off in, in, in result, pop off in ownership. It's like I have I have all these guys like in the low 20s. Like Arlovsky's going to be low owned. Okay, I get that. Fourteen. I think Steve Garcia is going to be fairly low owned. Right? For, you know, low teens. I don't think anyone's going to be single digit owned. I think Joshua Weems will be 10% or something like that. But outside of that, like I can see Roundtree... The leads aid, Kudurden, Gore, Means, Vander, even Vandera, Joseph Holmes, all come in at like the low 20s. Is any of these guys going to come in at 32? Something, you know, like one guy gets a lot of the ownership. I don't know. I have a feeling it's Tim Beads. That's what I have a feeling. That it will be Tim Beads because I don't think people are going to be playing Max Griffin as much. And say for Joseph Holmes, because I don't think people are going to be playing John Young Park as much. So that's what I have to ponder here, is like, what underdog is going to be lower owned than each other? I want to play the lower owned. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. I, it's not like I like anyone down here. You got to play people. It's not, it's not a matter of liking or not liking. Just, the, most of the fights are horrible. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, Treshawn Gore. Yeah, he could knock someone out. Yes, Treshawn Gore could go out. First round, quick win bonus. Score 115 points. He can against Josh Fremd. But if he doesn't do that, he's going to stand there and he's going to throw six strikes in the first round. If he doesn't land, I mean, how how come? He's not going to win the fight, let alone score well, because his opponents are just going to be way more active than him. But it's just a matter of, are people going to take a shot on that? I don't know. I'm really not sure. 
Maybe it comes in very all spread, but I just got a feeling that Tim Beads, even though his ITD line is lower, I think Max Griffin versus Tim Beads just screams like a close decision, split decision by someone. And at 7,400, can he take a 70-point win on a low-scoring slate? That may be optimal. Maybe. It may be. Then it just comes down to what the construction is. Right? Because we see here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume people are going to have one. So let's say they have Allen or Cater in their lineup. Right? They're going to take, like, one guy from up here, like Rodriguez or Hooper, like something like that. 8150. They're gonna play in the mid-range, like Hawes. Let's say they play Means. Right? We got 8,400 left in salary. They'll stick in the mid-range, right? Jacoby. Mona. Right? There's no dirt. Like I, I think more lineups are gonna look more like this. But if you see here, like you only have to play like one like low 7K guy. Like essentially, you're playing a main event fighter and and you're able to play like five, <coughs> four favorites. If you don't play Rodriguez here, you play Cooper, right? Then you can move up and down. You can go from Mota to Griffin, Friend. You can go from Beans up to anyone, to Gore, right? So that's why I see a lot of the mid-range build constructions where you're only playing one guy in this top range. If you play two, like I'll reset this. Because once you start playing two, you're going to have to play two guys on the bottom. So if you go with like Rodriguez and Hooper, and even if you don't go Rodriguez, you go Hooper, Waldo. Where's Waldo? He's right there. You play a bit, you play a main event guy, right? And you're still, you're still able to, Maneuver yourself around. You could, I mean, if you play Tim Beans, what does this lineup look like? Then maybe you play Durden, and you have eighty seven hundred, and you play Friend or something. Play Hawes. Yeah, you could do this. You could do Hawes and and Roundtree, right? So even then, even with two like nine K fighters, you don't have to go dumpster diving as much. Although I don't think it, I think the whole I think the whole underdog pool is dumpster diving. I think everyone's in play. I don't think it's not. It's Steve Garcia. If you want to take a shot, take a shot. I I I would not be shocked if any of these underdogs won. I mean, I'm just I just this is a fight night card. I don't think it's very talented. So maybe I go dumpster diving. Maybe maybe if we see here, you can play two nine K fighters and still only. Play one guy under 7,900. I think that's what a lot of people will do. They will make these types of builds. But I'm telling you, I think I think I think it's quite it's quite possible we get four four plus underdog wins. These fights aren't that far apart. I mean, the spreads are not that big. People are treating. It seems like people are treating some of these underdogs as oh my god, I keep playing that guy. Like, dude, most of these fights are under two to one or two to one at best. We take a look at the entire mid range, right? Even the Waldo was minus 200 over Jared Vander, the two to one favorite. It was a 33% of the time the underdog wins. People are treating it like these guys have like 10% chances. I think Steve Garcia sucks. He's still plus 250. 
right? Chase Hooper's only minus 300. These are the, these are the numbers as of yesterday. Josh Williams can't possibly win. Yeah, why not? This isn't this isn't Mike Jackson. This isn't like Abandowski, you know, the the real garbage of the, the UFC. And it's not like he's facing anyone like, okay, Christian Rodriguez. Okay. He had a good performance against Jonathan Pierce, I guess. Should he be a four to one favorite? I don't know. Not sure about that. So I think everything's up in the air. If you want to make a lineup that you go just complete, like up and down, there'll be less, that'll be that'll be much less popular, right? You want to just go Christian Rodriguez. If you want to do, let's say you want to play all three of them. I mean, Rodriguez, Hooper, and Cortez Acosta, right? I don't know how you fit this in. Yeah, you're, you're going to run into duplication issues by doing this this way, right? Because there's only so many combinations left of their non-opponents. So let's say, uh, yeah, let's say you take out Rodriguez, Hooper, Acosta, you play Ruggiero, DeLima, or something like this. And Josh Friend, 7,100. You don't play Rodriguez, you don't play Park, you play Weems, and then you have 74, oh, okay, you still have 7,400. Mac, you can play means there, like something like this. I think less less people will have these types of lineups. A non-main event or just a non-mid-range that do, don't have a, the Hawes, the Hawes, the Lindsay fight, that don't have the Jacoby Roundtree fight, that don't even have the, the Mota, the, the Mota Dern fight, like, or the Gore Fret, like some, most of the ownership is going to be in this range. Now, you can't avoid it completely, okay? You mean, you Oh, I'm not going to play any of those guys. Like, you probably have to play one, but don't play four of them. So that's why I see is the best way to get different. And it's quite possible that some of these underdogs win. I mean, these lines are not that wide. The Vogelman says, "Wow, I just realized there's no low-level women's fight." Yeah, this, this is the first. This is the first slate I've ever played where there was no women's fight at all. Defect asks, what book have you found to be more directionally accurate for ITD odds? Typically offshore ones. You could probably you could probably Google you could probably Google that information also. It's amazing. It's amazing how much you could Google. Defect asks, is the fight stack slate? I never I, if it is, then I lose. I, I, I don't know why people ask. If you're playing cash games, yeah, you're going to play Allen and Cater in your lineup. Yes, obviously. The number one question I see in, 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 in discords or whatever is, can I stack a fight? And I, I, I just don't, I don't even understand. I don't even understand how the brain cells in those people work. I just literally don't. You can tell them till they're blue in the face. Unless for unless for some odd reason there's some absurdly weird thing on a specific slate with the field doing something and they're on they're on acid, right? If there's some some weird situation where the main fighter is seventeen thousand, right? 
DraftKings screwed up. They made him 17000 And another guy that's a $7 million favorite, he's $300. Now, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be 10 2 but they made him 300 right? And then there's only seven fights on the card, right? There's only seven fights on the card. And then the field, half the field are playing the fighters that of the canceled fights, right? And then the other half, are like not even playing the three hundred dollar fight, like like, and then you're like, okay, in that situation, I think I'm gonna stack a, I'm gonna stack a fight, okay. Other than that, if you just went your entire MMA DFS career in for GPP and never played negatively correlated fighters, you would be ahead, okay. So it's not complicated. You want to get the six highest scoring winners done. How do you get the six highest scoring winners if you're automatically putting a loss in your lineup? I will never do it. And then what you're going to come at me is, well, this slate from seven from seven months ago, this thing happened. I go, yeah, and take a look at the CSV, how many people stacked or whatever, and it's it's over-owned. So on the, on the rare outliers and errors, double D, double kicker in, in, in NFL showdown. I never play those lineups. I just literally never play them. They, they, they so infrequently win that from a heuristic standpoint, it's better to just never play them. Just like... If I just don't even concern myself on, is this a slate to play them? It's like, just you get rid of them. Just don't even bother. Don't even consider those lineups. I already have lineups to play as it is. I can play, I can play 20 as it is as I'm playing anyway. So why would I purposely play in the long lineups that are going to be heavily negatively EV? If anything... It's possible where all the favorites win that the the, the highest scoring losing underdog is is in the optimal line, but that still doesn't mean you stacking anyone, right? Max Griffin loses, you know. Max Griffin, Griffin wins, but Tim Means has fifty two points, and he's in the optimal because he has fifty two. Other other, there's no other. All the underdogs lost. And he's the highest scoring underdog at 7,400. And he's in the optimal. There you go. But that doesn't mean Max Griffin is. No, Max Griffin ain't in it either. Right? He didn't score enough. So the underdog actually ends up. So stacking fights, I don't know why. I don't, I don't even understand the question why it would even be asked. Yet it is literally the number one question that's asked. I start to wonder. I start to wonder. Are they leaking gas? Is, are there, is this... They're putting something in the water. What is going on? Daniel Hutchings says maybe I should add acid to my process. Okay. Well, that nerdy tenor was uh, for a brief period of time, even though it doesn't matter. Solo Billy last night in the NFL showdown with like what five six minutes to go, and just like with anything, that, that that doesn't matter at that point. You still got five or six minutes to go. It doesn't matter. Oh, solo minute. Oh, probably lost, probably lost money on the slate. 
Right? He, he, right. He's in the chat. He doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. Get a solo Millie. It's like five or six minutes to go in the NFL game. I, I wouldn't be, and I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if if he if in that contest, maxing out that contest, that he actually lost money. I I, I wouldn't be shocked. That's what happens. Uh, Daniel says, "This is why I never sweat." Right? Don't even bother. You know, you didn't even know. You didn't even know. What does it matter? And also. And he says, I indeed lost money. Right. <laughs> there you go. Right. And people think that they can make money in NFL showdown by duping people. Well, if I win a couple like 178 person trades throughout the course of a year, I can be profitable playing 150 lineups. Like, no, you can't. No, you can't. Okay. Any questions about the MMS slate before we get out of here? Just wanted to quickly go through the the, the UFC card. Save my save my voice. I have the the blenders the, the the premium game theory show for NFL later, so I want I want to save my voice for it because I can already tell that that my my voice will probably be gone by by the afternoon. But you can sign up to Roto Grinders Premium. You get that the we did the MMA Grounded Pound podcast last night. That should be posted. So you can get a breakdown of all the fights. Sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You get that. You get the expert survey. You get all the projections. You get corporate. Hey, if you get the the core premium package, you get all the sports. NFL, NBA, everything. Everything. You get everything. So click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. We got NBA Grinders Live coming up later today. Uh, we got uh, we got a NFL, all the NFL content, right? The solo ship show. Uh, the tournament take show, we got the blitz show tomorrow. We got tons of stuff. Sign up for this, uh, this uh, subscribe to the Grizzled Odds channel for, for the betting stuff. And uh, and you can always see me in the the Road Grinders Discord, right? I'm in my own, I have my own premium channel, Blenders Game Theory. So sign up for our Discord, sign up for Road Grinders, and uh, and then you can ask me any questions you want. You can ask me, you can even ask me Googleable questions there, right? You can even ask me that there if you want. And I'll just basically Google it and then just give you a link to it, right? It's not that hard to learn on the internet. All the information is out there. So uh, hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. And we got a lot of stuff this weekend. We got NFL, we got soccer, we got MMA, we got NBA, we got PGA, I guess, right? Even though I don't play. We got some PGA, NHL. There's a lot of stuff going on on the weekend, but I'll be back on Monday to discuss it all with you. Answer your DFS strategy questions like I always try, I try to do. Here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.